Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, uh, Alicia Cacho, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. She comes to us with a background in, in fitness, but not necessarily always uh, that background. So, Alicia, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me on the show. How are you? I'm phenomenal, as always. So, so I'd love if you kind of introduce yourself. What are you up to now? And then we'll kind of rewind back in time and, and ask a little bit about uh, what you were like as a kid and, and all the lovely stuff along the way. So what are you up to these days? Sure, sounds good. Um, so I'm an online fitness coach, as you mentioned. I work with busy working professionals who are kind of tired of putting their health on the back burner um, to pr- prioritize their health and wellness because understand that I've been there done that um, had a really hard time prioritizing fitness while building a business even when I was working a nine-to-five so I'm here to help those people that are having those struggles sounds good and I love if we go back in time and talk a little bit about Alicia as a kid so what was Alicia like growing up kind of uh, bouncing around uh, curious kid adventurous kid uh, troublemaker that sort of thing or (laughs) what were you like as a kid so I was the athletic kid Um, Mm. I was it was just me and my sister. So I have an older sister. She's three years older than me. Um, she was the one that was always like head in the books, studying. I was the one that was addicted to sports. And that's all I really cared about in school. Um, <laughs> so I honestly, during high school and even in middle school growing up, like I had undiagnosed ADHD, which I found out only a few years ago. So I had a really hard time in school, um, had a really hard time understanding didn't like school in general, didn't really pay attention, was not motivated to be there. Um, So sports is kind of what got me through that. And what got me through school in general, graduating was having sports to hold me accountable to (laughs) making sure that I was um, staying on track with, you know, getting good grades to make sure that I could still stay in in sports. Um, So that was me in school. Um, My parents were always like super supportive, regardless. But I, uh, I could say that I definitely was not amazing during the high school days, but as I got into school outside of high school, when I was actually interested in it, I was a lot better. <laughs> Sounds good. So those younger years, like what were the sports that you gravitated to? Were there any particular ones that, that like you uh, were, were most fond of? Yeah, so I played volleyball from grade six until grade 12. Um, so it was like constant from the fall to winter. We were in volleyball, going to tournaments. Um, when I wasn't playing volleyball in school, I was playing in the off season, so club volleyball. And that goes from fall or so, right, from like winter into spring, summer. So I was like constantly on the go um, playing volleyball. Some I did a little bit of track as well. Wasn't amazing at it. Um, <laughs> tried doing hurdles one time that didn't go very well um but otherwise yeah it was pretty much just volleyball I was kind of obsessed with so um, so as you're kind of in in the high school realm so you're playing volleyball quite quite frequently both uh, on and off season and you said your, your parents were quite supportive of you so so what were your thoughts their thoughts in terms of what you would do as a future career was was like being a professional volleyball player in the cards or anything like that or uh, um, what was that path like so <laughs> in terms of like volleyball my parents were supportive in it but they were also like I felt like 
we had a very big comparison game when it came to like my sister and then me because she was always like the one that had her head in the books really good grades um knew what she wanted to do after school and then i was the one that was like i had no idea um except i kind of started getting into the gym in high school around grade 11 is when i started my own fitness journey and i knew that i wanted to be some kind of a personal trainer, but I also knew that I wanted to get into some kind of healthcare work. Um, so I didn't know if I wanted to do, like which one I wanted to do, but there was always that little ideal in my head. Um, my goal right outside of high school was to go and do open studies, upgrade and do nursing. Um, and then from there, I ended up not doing nursing and kind of filtered into actually going to school for personal training, but I realized that after I ended up going to school, didn't really enjoy it, um, didn't even go to nursing school, and then I was like, okay, I want to do personal training because that's when my fitness background really started to um, arise, was after high school. <laughs> Sounds good. I'd love before we, we got there to talk a little bit about uh, kind of that, that sisterly competition because I know sometimes when you have an older sibling and they're kind of like the poster child <laughs> that is th th doing everything correctly and then you're like, uh, not, not so much. Uh, can you talk a little bit about kind of that experience and how does that kind of uh, weave into that, that journey into healthcare and, and then mm -hmm. uh, ultimately fitness? Yeah, so I mean, I, <laughs> being the kid that was in sports, I was always like the expensive kid because, you know, <laughs> having, to, having to pay for tournaments, going to, going to um, you know, different cities, making sure that I was going to volleyball every evening, or not every evening, but a few times a week, um, whereas my sister was just, you know, going through school, she had a full-time, or a full-time part-time or full-time job, I can't really remember, um, in school. So she was always, you know, like the, the goody kid. And I was just like the one that played sports. <laughs> um, so when we ended up, what I ended up doing from there on was I did apply to nursing school, but then found out that my grades weren't um, good enough to get in. So that's when I decided to do open studies. And I ended up moving to Edmonton for that. Um, as soon as I graduated, which my parents were not super fond of, um, the idea of moving away as soon as I graduated, because for one, I didn't know anything about, you know, being adult. <laughs> I didn't really know anything <laughs> about money. Um, so I just kind of like went <laughs> and hoped for the best. Um, and they were not very happy with that decision. And I ended up moving home four months later because it just didn't end up working out. So they were right all along, of course. <laughs> um, and then from there, instead of going to, like I said, instead of going to nursing school, it was still kind of in the back of my mind, but that's when my fitness started really, or my fitness journey really started was when I came back home. Um, I had a really hard time the four months that I was in Edmonton, went through a lot of, um, you know, like depression and stuff like that. And fitness really helped me get out of that. Um, it helped me get working full time. And that's actually when I started doing healthcare aid, which still made me want to do nursing. <laughs> so I was very indecisive at that time as to like, oh, do I want to do this? Or do I want to do nursing? Do I want to upgrade? Um, so I ended up just working for like a year and a half to really figure out what I wanted to do from there. And I got into powerlifting which is what really uprose my um, my fitness journey. I did a couple of competitions, um, 
And then from there, I was like, okay, now I know that this is what I want to do because I had, I kind of had a coach when I was doing my powerlifting competition and she was coaching other people and I got to see what she did as a personal trainer. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to help people um, reach their goals and turn my passion into a career. So from there, I ended up moving to Edmonton again. <laughs> um, parents were like, are you sure you want to do this this time? It didn't work out last time. <laughs> um, but it ended up working out. I got my diploma in personal training and then haven't really looked back since. <laughs> Sounds good. And I'd love if you elaborate a little bit more on the kind of the journey to Edmonton and then kind of that challenge and then the journey back again, because there must have been a lot of well, I don't know if they're uh, me memories <laughs> or associations during that time, because uh, you, you mentioned a little bit of a depression. Like, uh, how was kind of like your mindset during the time? And you also mentioned that that um, sports and fitness kind of helped you out of that. I'd love if you kind of share a little bit about what uplifted you out of that uh, that part of your life as well. Yeah, I think so. When I went to Edmonton the first time um, for school, I did open studies, like I mentioned, mm -hmm. and. I think a lot of kids go through this where they just go through that like big party phase when they first go to school for the first time um, and it just I took it too far my first semester and I ended up moving home because I just kind of felt like a failure not really and that stemmed from a lot of like childhood issues as well but um, I just yeah, I didn't really feel good about myself. I gained a lot of weight as well. Obviously, if you're drinking that much, not exercising. So moved home, ended up getting really heavy into the gym again, started feeling really good about myself. So of course, that increased my confidence um, in the gym, but it also increased my confidence in like helping other people and inspiring other people to start that journey on their own as well without even being a coach yet. Um, so once like my friends saw me doing it, my family members saw me doing it, they asked me questions, they wanted to start getting into the gym. So it was really inspiring and motivating to make me want to actually pursue that as a career. Um, so I hope that answers your question a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I'd love if, if you're able to recall, like, uh, so, so you just moved back, uh, you, you mentioned you felt like a failure, you gained a lot of weight and, and we're dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. And then maybe in your head, there's that first moment where you say, I got to get to the gym. Like, what what was that like? Is Was there, it was an automatic, like, uh, I just have to do it. Or was there like an epiphany or some sort of revelation that, that got you there? Or, or like, walk us through that, if, if you recall. Yeah, well, I mean, because I had already been going to the gym before moving to Edmonton, it was something okay. that was really part of my life before, like when I was in high school, again, helped me with confidence, growing up with low, low self-esteem. So I knew that it made me feel a lot better about myself. I knew that it made me feel a lot better in general because we love endorphins. <laughs> um, so I just knew in general, getting back into the gym was something that I needed to get back into my routine to make sure that I could start moving forward in other areas of my life. Because if I don't feel good about myself or where I'm at, then I'm not gonna do well, say like in a career, if I already have low confidence. Does that make sense? <laughs> For sure. Okay. Yeah, so it seems like it was already part of the, the past life and you knew how uh, good it felt. So it's just kind of reconnecting with that part of you that you loved before and you kind of lost <laughs> when you were trying to do something else. And now you realize, okay, this is uh, something that I, that I do want to do. And then you mentioned that you, you uh, found a coach and, and you kind of saw what she was doing and then said, oh, yeah, that's something that I want to do. Uh, and, and were there any particular like 
uh, courses or certifications because I mean the whole fitness world there's a lot to, to get through there um, kind of online courses there, there's uh, all the college and university ones there uh, what was your journey to kind of pick and choose the the right ones that that fit you um, yeah so there was a ton of different options I was looking into actually taking a program at GPRC so Grand Prairie Regional College it's only two hours away from my hometown um, and that one was a full like two-year diploma and then I found this other program that you can do in Edmonton. It's also a two-year diploma, diploma, but it's condensed. So it was actually only eight months long. Um, you also get your certification through that. And then you get some practicum hours as well. And it's a lot easier to get into the field quicker by doing that condensed course. So that's the one that I went with. Um, and it was really good, honestly. I wish that I knew before, though, that you didn't have to go to school to be a personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized that after when I started working in the field and um, in my first commercial gym. Right. And but was that experience still helpful? Like what, what sort of learnings would you take? So if you were kind of uh, to go back and, and uh, give uh, young Alicia some swike, would you would you tell her not to take those programs? Or you say, you know what, it was still a good learning experience for you. I think for me personally, it was a good experience because I learn a lot better when I'm in a class setting and I'm learning with and from other people um, and I have other classmates to bounce ideas off of not the most amazing self learner when it comes to like just doing a certification <laughs> online because ADHD <laughs> um, so I would say that it was still a really good experience for me but now if I talk to people and they're asking me basically like what should I do should I do my certification should I go to school and I'm like Basically, I just let them know, like, it depends how quickly you want to get into the field, really. Mm. Do you want to go to school for two years or would you prefer to learn with hands-on experience after just taking a certification? There's so many different routes um, and it just depends on the person as to what would be best for you. And I'm wondering if you can kind of walk us through like your process to, I guess, finding your first client. So I guess there's clients, you were a personal trainer with like another gym and then your first client, I guess, on your own <laughs> as Alicia, would you, would you be able to walk us through those uh, different instances? Yeah, for sure. So I worked at my first personal training job ever was right after I got out of school. I started doing my practicum with Good Life in Edmonton, um, the Clairview location, and I worked there for about eight months. So basically what you have to do is prospect when you work in a commercial gym. So people that just sign up at the gym or they're doing tours, sometimes they'll either ask for a personal trainer or you'll get like a free consultation with your sign up. So that's how I would get clients at the box gym or you would walk around on the gym floor and talk to people and prospect right. them and bring them on as new clients. Um, so I worked there for about eight months and then I took some time off from in-person training. Um, I did serving for a little bit and then I actually started a full-time job in Edmonton doing administration and marketing for a co-working space. And that's what led me to do entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, so during COVID, the co-working space, we ended up bringing in a bunch of gym equipment and built a gym within the co-working space. And from there, I knew that I wanted to start my own training business so I took on some in-person clients there so that was my first time finding my own clients outside of you know having somebody to help me and guide me along the way and a lot of those clients were the people that worked within the co-working space 
Sounds good. And mm -hmm. was it as straightforward as it sounds in terms of like they were all the the co-working space was setting up the gym and uh, you are a personal trainer. So therefore, hey, can I have access to the gym and, and get clients? Was it that easy or is there more of a challenge to that process? Well, it was pretty simple because like my boss at the time had already knew that I was a personal trainer, um, that I still wanted to pursue that. I just didn't know like how I wanted to pursue it. Um, so she was really supportive of the idea. She wanted to create like a more health and wellness environment within the co-working space. So we kind of partnered and collabed together on how we could make that happen. And then I offered our co-working space um, guests and members discounted rates on personal training. And then from there, got my first few clients. Um, and then that actually led me to doing online training, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit as well. <laughs> sure, yeah. If, so if you continue that, uh, then you're in this co-working space where everybody's in the office. And then my presumption is that COVID hit <laughs> and people were not so much in the office. So is that kind of the transition from, from in-person to online or was there something else in between? That's exactly what happened. So <laughs> COVID hit, I had five clients, I think, in person. Um, while still working my full-time job <laughs> don't right. mind me there and so when COVID hit I was like okay well I can't train you in person anymore so I guess we're switching you to online until we're allowed to open the gym again so we ended up doing that and I realized how much more I loved online training um, how many more people I could reach doing online training there's no cap on how much money you can make doing online training as well because in-person training you can only train seven to eight people a day max before you're like sure. burnt out. You could train more, but I wouldn't because I would be too exhausted. <laughs> um, sure. So that's how I ended up switching to fully online training. And I did that probably for about six months while still working my full-time job. Um, and then in July of 2021, I left my nine to five and I pursued online fitness coaching full-time. Sounds good. And if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that journey. So for, for some people, it's like the, um, the scary thought of, oh, my gosh, I don't have a safety net of a full time job with with steady income coming in. Was that a, a pretty challenging uh, thought for you? Or is it like, you know what, I, I, I'm gung ho on this uh, entrepreneurship thing and, and, and really love what I'm doing. So so there's there's no problem on that side. We're, we're oh, yeah. kind it of was, on the spectrum. It was definitely one of the scariest decisions I've ever made. <laughs> um, you know, quitting my job to do something that was a little bit more risky for sure. Because um, I think at the time when I had left my full-time job, I only had 10 clients or something like that, like online. So it was like probably just enough to cover my, my bills for the month. Um, <laughs> but at that point I was like, I'm working so much trying to build my business and so much I actually had to cut down my other my hours at my nine to five so that I could start building my business. And from there, I was still working way too much, like 15, 16 hour work days. Um, and I was overwhelmed and exhausted. So I was like, I either have to pull the plug on one of these. And of course, it was my nine to five so that I could pursue fitness coaching full time. Um, I did have a business coach, though, that I started with in July or in June. So she helped me build up that confidence to leave because I knew that I had guidance to make sure that I was right. successful. 
Sounds good. So just like a, your personal trainer for uh, someone in the gym, you have a coach that's kind of your, your professional trainer, your business coach <laughs> for, for the online world. So I think that that's exactly. uh, great and, and amazing. And, and obviously that kind of brings us a, a little bit to up to now, uh, wh where now you, you have a, a thriving uh, online business and, and you're now helping working professionals uh, who, who are kind of, kind of stuck, well, uh, ideally, uh, also in that online world <laughs> where they're putting up their, their health in the back seat, but now they want to bring it back to, to the front seat. Um, so can you walk us through a little bit about, about what, what you typically do with folks uh, in um, like, like a session or, or how, how you would typically help folks? Yeah, so I'll start kind of from the beginning. Um, basically, what I do is a client will come to me or I might even find somebody online just by networking and talking. Um, and they will apply to work with me. From there, I'll go through their application, see if it's a good fit, and then we'll jump on a call. And again, go through some of the details as to like what their goals are, how I can help. And from there, we really have a good understanding of if we should work together. Um, from there, once we get them off that call, I get them signed up, and then I get them to fill out a very detailed intake form that gives me a whole rundown on their background, Their you know, like their medical background, their exercise history, nutrition, their routine, down to a T so that I have all the information I need to build a program based off of their life and their goals. Um, yeah, and then I do the customized nutrition and the customized workouts for them, give them access to my training app, and from there we get them going towards their goals. <laughs> Sounds like so. It sounds like a very personalized approach where there's not like kind of a cookie cutter, one size fits all. It's very tailored, uh, as you said, uh, based on your background. Uh, this is the type of nutrition that that you'd recommend. This is the type of like exercise regime you, you, you'd recommend. And there's probably other uh, self care stuff that they that they need to to manage as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. Everything is very very customized to every single person. I like to think of um, everybody as. A different science experiment <laughs> when it comes to coaching them because everyone's different right everyone has different bodies everyone has different goals and everyone progresses at different rates so for sure. one program that might work for you won't work for me so everything has to be customized down to a, a t to make sure it works for sure and uh hopefully we'll, we'll get some more updates in terms of how it's going and and how this uh online business is, is flourishing but i'd love if you went went back and, and shared some of your swike the stuff i wish i knew earlier that you shared young alicia uh i, I don't know what are the, the, the major areas so uh, obviously that time in edmonton would probably be an important one uh maybe sometime before in, in high school as you were trying to figure things out and maybe a couple other times so what are some uh swike that you give yourself uh it, the younger you um, I think for one would be giving myself more compassion. So if I were to like go back and talk to my younger self to not be so hard on myself and to give myself more compassion, because even now growing up um, as an adult, I'm very hard on myself. And I know that stems from childhood and being really hard on myself in school. So that is one thing. Second thing um, is that you don't need a degree to be successful. Um, a lot of people think that you have to, you know, follow the norm of going to school, graduating, going to college or university, settling down, having kids, which is like that small town mindset that we talked about a little bit. Um, and I did the total opposite and look at where I am. I'm happy and thriving <laughs> and we're doing good. Um, so that's something that I would tell myself before is like, you don't have to go to do open studies. You don't have to go upgrade. 
go get a certificate or just teach yourself. There's so many resources out there now. You can teach yourself um, online as well. So that's another big thing that I would tell myself. And um, I think just also not playing the comparison game as much. So that was something that I did as a young kid so much um, in high school, even in middle school. I compared myself to all the other kids, um, wondered why I couldn't keep up as well in school, um, made myself feel like crap about it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, even in volleyball, like I would always compare myself to other people. Growing up, I did it in fitness. I compared myself to everybody as a personal trainer. And, you know, everyone always gets that, um, oh, God, what's the word that I'm thinking of? When you imposter compare yourself to, Imposter syndrome. Thank you. <laughs> um, everyone always gets imposter syndrome. And that was something that I struggled with a lot at the beginning of my journey as an online fitness coach was like, there's so many other ones out there. What makes me special? Um, so playing that comparison game is huge when it comes to your own success and your own um, confidence as well in your field so that's something that i would tell myself when i were younger as well for, for sure so so maybe we'll we'll have you back and do some deeper dive episodes into some of those ones but what, what i took for that is well there are a few degrees where you do a few uh, occupations where you do need a degree and that's because they're like professionally regulated like the doctors the lawyers accountants you actually need a degree from yeah. that but other than <laughs> that like that that's actually a relatively small number of of, of roles out there but that's kind of the the typical one so i'd encourage folks to actually uh, explore a little bit more than those uh those basic ones and see there's so many other things that they could potentially do and then that whole comparison game yeah that's probably a whole series of episodes on its own (laughs) with imposter syndrome and things like that Uh, but but it's definitely one where uh that's kind of the the culture and and uh society that we live in there's always a bit of comparison but the more that you can step out of that uh the the more successful you'll be because um i I do believe there is one person that you should compare yourself to and that is yourself yesterday and as long as you're better than that person then you're good (laughs) uh so so thanks so much uh, alicia for sharing your your swike and your journey uh where can folks connect with you uh, online? And obviously we'll share it in the sh- show notes, but uh, if you want to share a little bit of that. And then what are some future aspirations that we might look forward to hearing from you in the future? For sure, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I do have a website and my handle is KSW Training for all socials. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as well. So it's just my first and last name, Alicia Cacho. And my future aspirations i want to continue building my roster so just gaining more clients um, for myself and then once i've hit a specific goal there my goal is to actually hire a team to work under me so some assistant coaches probably three to four um you know a va somebody to help me with marketing so that i don't (laughs) have to do all of the work (laughs) um and then once i've got that team built my goal is to do business coaching because I'm very, very passionate about the business side of what I do as well. Um, so I would one day like to switch from the fitness coaching to the business aspect of things and teach other coaches how to do the same. Perfect. So if you're a busy professional that wants to take control of their health, uh, or if you're uh, maybe an aspiring coach uh, that wants to get into this online personal training, uh, maybe you can uh, reach out to, to Alicia and uh, connect. So thanks so much, Alicia, again, for, for sharing your swike and your story. And hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me and have a great day.
Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.